What's up, world? It's Katrina and Marlena, and this is Excess Baggage, the podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking because we're Black, y'all. Okay, let's start the show. Welcome to 2022. Shit. <laughs> Where Here we are. We're moving into February. Yes, we are. Well, by the time um, or, this comes out, we'll be in February. Yeah, but, it yeah. will be. Actually, yeah, when this comes out, it will be the beginning of February, Black History Month. Officially. Uh, officially. You know, even we though to, we celebrate that year round, we do. We had to take January off. Just because there was a lot going on. And, life was uh, lifing. Yeah, life was lifing. And honestly, I don't know, man. I didn't have, I had a great, I rang in 2022 in a way that was authentic to me. But as far as what's going on so far in 2022, I'm just like, please don't be with the shits. Like, just don't be with the shits. And I've been seeing, I saw this funny meme where it was like a bunch of people or whatever, like stick figures almost. And they were like holding a stick at the door. And it said like 2022, like, like kind of like seeing, like peeking around the corner, trying to figure out like, okay, like, don't are do we no, safe? We are good? we safe? <laughs> don't do no fuck shit. Cause we, we don't have time. Mm. We really don't. But um, I mean, we're here. We're blessed. We're alive. Mm-hmm. We had the breath, um, mm-hmm. but uh, my baggage today, I don't know if I've given this baggage or if I've said this before or not, but I must keep saying it. I probably said it to a bunch of my friends, but the rent is just some <laughs> bullshit. Okay. I just want y'all to know, like, don't know where you're listening from. Could be listening from outside of California, but the rent in Los Angeles is just utterly ridiculous. I'm mm-hmm. lucky to be living where I am for the amount of money that I'm spending. But an apartment just opened up today, pretty much almost today. They were moving out. I saw someone and they have a sick apartment. Like in the, it's in the back of the building. They kind of have their like semi-private, like little area. They have two mm. balconies. They have two balconies. It's a two bedroom and I think two and a half bath, which is like perfect. Right. Um, but the amount that they want for it, I'm just like, this building is from the 80s. <laughs> like he told me it was going to be twenty three hundred dollars. And I'm just standing there just in utter just shock. That's mortgage. You yeah. know, I mean, mortgage can be more, obviously, but with the way house prices looking right now. Yeah. Yeah. So why the fuck would I want to pay twenty three hundred dollars for some shit that's not even like. It's not like it's a brand new building and we have all these amenities and it's just like, don't get me wrong. Area is great. I love my place, but like, uh, I don't know this, this inflation thing that everyone's talking about is serious, serious business. And I'm over it and I'm in the Valley. I'm not even in like LA, LA, LA. So (laughs) that's even more strange to me, but the area I'm in is a really good neighborhood. So I get, you know, they're like, well, we're the cheapest building on the block. 
Sheesh. They feel like everyone on this block is spending even more. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm speechless. So that's what my baggage is today. Um, I hear that. I guess I, I am thankful to be in the situation <laughs> I'm in. I guess I can't pack my bags anytime soon because girl, <laughs> shit. I wish I would pay that much and it's not a house. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, well. Because to get a house, you got to be able to afford down payment. And everybody ain't got that. So that's true. I just got to do what you got to do. I just upped my 401k today. I was like, this is not going fast enough. I just looked at it (laughs) like, okay, I need money for a down payment. If I for me to get one, it's going to take a while because what's in there right now ain't shit. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, that's my baggage. What is yours? Girl. That just, <laughs> why am I stressed? <laughs> right. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm not renting you. that place. But... I'm, I'm telling you. And then, and then he going to tell me, oh, well, somebody in the building has already asked that they might want to take that, that spot over. Right. And I was like, hmm. So are they moving from a full one bedroom? Cause my bed, you know, I'm in a junior. So I'm like, is it a full one bedroom? And he told me the price for that. And I was like, hmm. But then I just kept thinking, I'm like, do you really want to pay like $400 more, $300 more, three to $400 more in rent just so you can have a bigger room? Right. I mean, kind of, kind of, but not really. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of. But yeah, I feel that. If I was living with someone, then I definitely would like hop on it. Right. Because I feel like my place is... While it's the bedroom's just too small, like everything else is fine, but the bedroom is just too small for two people for like all the time. Right. That, that would be, the, I could just imagine you sna- snatching covers, you know, people that get mad at each other and they're like one person just like, just snatch it over. That's, I feel like that'll be happening a lot. <laughs> and I'm trying to avoid that, but um, yeah. Mm, good luck with that. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, what is my baggage today? I listen, since the year started, I've been putting out fires all over the place in my business, in I guess not as much in family stuff, but it's just been a lot going on, like so much happening. And I'm just tired. Like I started out the year like, okay, well, let me not lie. At the end of December, I was like, all right, cool, let's move. Like I had a couple weeks off. I was ready to go. Came into the year and I was like, mm, I don't know. Soon as I started getting back to work, it's been a shit show ever since. It's been weeks of just like trying to figure shit out, trying not to cuss people out, like really trying not to cuss people out. And I didn't have to go off at everybody. And I just try not to be that person, but I'm sick of people not showing up, doing the job that I pay them to do. Like people I contract to do certain work for me and people that like I need information from in order for things to happen are just not showing up. And I just can't. I'm tired of yelling at folks. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, do I really want to be so do I really want to be a business owner at this point? I don't know. (laughs) I might be over it. Like, oh, Lord, I had one of those months. January 2022 has been one of those months. And I haven't had one of those months in a while. They come every so often, though. 
when you just realize like, this is a lot that I'm taking over and that I'm doing and that I'm managing mm-hmm. and people are not showing up. And that makes it my job even harder because nobody else is going to pick up the slack but me. I'm trying to get to the point where this business is not just me, it's other people. But when I keep hiring people to run the social media or do this or do that and they don't do it, then, you know, then it turns into Katrina doing everything again. So that's my baggage right now. I'm I'm not feeling this entrepreneurship thing right now. I'm really over it. And I'm thinking about hiring that too. I'm I'm thinking about hiring somebody for social media. I really am because it really is a second job. And it is. To be honest, I am not, while it may seem I'm on social media, which I am, I'm on there just for like shits and giggles. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not really in there to work. You know, it's something, it's leisure, but I know that it's also, it can help expand a business. I just don't know if I have enough discipline to do it all the time. I don't care enough. That's my issue. I don't care enough to do it all the time. I've never been one who was big on social media. Like I go through my phases where I'm on it for, for a good amount of time. And then like I get off of it and I do that. I've done that with every form of social media I've ever had. I take long breaks because I just don't care to be seen that much. It's not important to me. And so as a business owner, it became worse because now I have to. It's a part of owning a business in this society um, that I have to be have some kind of presence. And that's why last year it was really important to me to hire somebody to handle the social media. I have hired and fired three people already in the last year. It has been a shit show. And <laughs> the current person was this close. <laughs> this close at the top of this year but I think she's getting it together Um, and I'm trying to get to the point where like I can start hiring other people like I've okay social media is taken care of now I want to hire myself a, a virtual assistant so I can get some other stuff done and I need to be looking for a tax person and I just don't have the capacity to move along the lines because I keep having to circle back and yell at people so yeah that's where I'm at today. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I don't quite, re- I'm not quite like, oh, I'm going back to corporate America. I don't, I don't have those thoughts and feelings. I just get to the point where I'm like, do I really want to do this right now? Like, was this the best idea? I don't know. So I'm just trying to manage and continue. Like what happens is I go straight into just being a therapist. I stop. I start having a hard time doing the administrative stuff because I don't want to do that no more. <laughs> so I'm just giving myself some time to do the administrative stuff here and there because I can't stop. But, you know, and I don't have patience because of it. Yes, you do. You just you just got to harness it. That's all. You got patience. I got about as like long as you much. have patience. You have patience. OK, because I'm sure. I mean, I don't know none of them, obviously, but I'm sure there's been plenty of times you and told your patients some shit and they didn't do it and they keep doing the same shit over and over again. And your patience is wearing thin with them, but they are there. They're they're there for, you know, um, 
they're there for help. So you're like, I'm just going to keep <laughs> helping, but I know you got some patience up in there. Cause I could just imagine I, I'm not a therapist, but I could just imagine being on the receiving end at times. Like, Child. Oh, hell yeah. Cause I'm that, I'm that client. If we're being honest, <laughs> <laughs> I am that person in therapy. Like, Oh, I didn't really follow up with the homework if we're being honest, but right, right. what's funny is that's actually a really good point. Thank you for saying that. That's actually a really good point. But what's funny is I have all the patience in the world for my client. It's very different because that's what you're here for. As a business owner, business owner to business owner, and you're not taking care of your shit. I, my, my patience is different. True. Plus I have you like paid to like, right. Like my expectations are very different. So <laughs> when my clients do that, I just be like, okay, that's okay. How do we adjust? How do we shift? What was the problem? What was the barrier? And I move on and it's fine. And I don't get agitated, thankfully. But like, no, hell no. I'd be like, other uh... business owners. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm ready to cut everybody off. Throw the whole thing away. I'm done. <laughs> I'm firing everybody. <laughs> no, I feel it. Uh, but you know, it's part of the job, I guess. Part of the experience. Yes, it is. Well. Well, I hope they get it together because I would not want to be on the receiving end of a attempted, attempted <laughs> almost about to go off on Katrina because it's, I don't think that's cool. It's not. <laughs> it's not a good it, ain't, it ain't pretty. And they pretty. don't know that yet. Well, I've, I've been keeping it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. Um, <laughs> Something I have to whisper to myself sometimes because <laughs> I already know. I already yeah. know, but, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, so today's topic is cause we're black y'all. And as we said at the top, we are, this, when this drops, it will be February Black history month. It will be black history month. And, uh, we just want or black talk- excellence month. Yeah. However Whatever you, you want to call that. it, whatever you want to call it. Just nothing derogatory, okay? Um, (laughs) But uh, so we want to just talk about blackness, all things black. What our favorite thing is about being black, and um, and our our more than just our favorite things though, because I think it's important also to touch on like the experience as a whole, in addition to our favorite things. This is true. Really, what does it mean? What does being black mean to you? Right. Uh, well. As we said before we actually started recording, or as I said before we started recording, I said, uh, what does being black mean to me? I don't know. It means no, I do know it. It but I started with the negative stuff. I, I you went did. straight Jumped there. right into struggle. I was like, hmm, to struggle. <laughs> uh it just and I and I I, I guess it's it's I don't know if that's that's not in my favorite thing, obviously, but right. it is a part of it. And there's not much you can do. I just think that the history, uh, you know, our history is not cute. Mm. You know, uh, a lot of it is is, is not not pretty. And I, I think that's what makes some of us I won't say all some of us really strive to achieve a greater legacy just knowing the struggle and just hard hardship that a lot of our ancestors went through Mm -hmm. Um, and how resilient they were they were like I I I can't even imagine uh being back then like I know people always joke around like if it was me 
you know, I would do blah, 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 blah. No, you would. <laughs> you don't know what you would be doing. I, I, I honestly could just say you wouldn't. Right. I, I, um, Because, you know, reading the conditions and just the conditioning of an entire people, I, you know, you we still obviously have uh, inherited a lot of those things. You know, I'm yeah. not saying this exactly. Obviously, it's not the same, but, you know history is a history for a reason. And they say we don't want to repeat it, but I don't know. There's a lot of things going on that Mm. (laughs) I feel are um, out of our control until nature takes its course. (laughs) And then we can start over, you know, I feel like it's going to take some time because a lot of things uh, like racism and bigotry is a lot of it is passed down and, and there's nothing, you know, there's nothing you can really do about it as far as I'm concerned, because I feel because like you don't control anybody else. You don't control, you don't control how people raise their kids. You don't control how people experience each other and the things that they learn from each other and pass to each other and like all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I think knowing where we started where we are, I think that has placed a great deal of pride in my heart for being mm. black. Um, pride and knowing for a fact that it could be worse. Mm. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a part of it. I won't say that's my whole answer, obviously, but <laughs> that's a part of it. I mean, that's a big thing. Like that's, that's the first thing. thing that like popped into my head because there's just so yeah. many inequalities and things that are just, just forced racism and forms of right. oppression that you're just like yo what like it's just like crazy shit that's that's all I'll say it's crazy shit it is absolutely I'm glad you said that though because it hurts my heart when people's first thought of like what does being black mean is something negative because I'm like I get it like I understand why but it's also just like oh shit that hurts like it's It's sad that that is so many of our experiences because of the narratives and the uh, experience of our ancestors or people around us or ourselves that that is what we attribute to Blackness. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me immediately is pride and strength. And I and then there's a like the second thought after that is like joy, like the amount of joy that we create in struggle, in darkness, in pure nonsense. If we're being honest, like the amount of things our people go through and the amount of joy that we continue to express and exude and create like this world would not be what it is if it were not for us still engaging in joy, still experiencing and creating joy through music, through art, right? All kinds of art through, I mean, like even just looking at the pandemic, how many of us got through the pandemic because of Black artists? Oh, all of us, (laughs) (laughs) right? All of us, really. Like so many things that have gone on in this world and Black people just continuously come through and we come through with joy. Uh, So those are the things that stand out for me. It's it's so much pride, so much strength, so much joy. It's I don't know. It's it's beautiful to me. And I understand the struggle of it. And I understand why that is so deeply rooted in the experience as well. But it, it's definitely deeply rooted to the point where I remember one time I read this 
this uh, quote. It was like, black means to be, you know, you could be, you're brilliant, but then troubled at the same time. Right. Because it kind of requires you to always be continuously reminded of racism and like Mm -hmm. all the fuck shit. So it's just like, damn, man. If it's like, damn, if I do, damn, if I don't, you know? And I think, I think because we are such a forgiving and like we are people that are joyous and we do have pride and we, we, you know, we're always the, the, I feel like we're the life of the, like the culture, you know I mean? We're like, we're, we always push the culture. culture. We push the culture. And so to be that, and then to, to like see and deal with like the, the fuck shit, I feel like that's why it's so um, unbelievable to a lot of like it's yeah. it's so ridiculous. I don't know. It, it's just so ridiculous. Right. It is. It is. I would love to see a day when black folks can just be yep. where we can just experience the world. I mean, sure, we everybody's going to have struggles because everybody has struggles. And that's a human experience, but that we can have struggles like everyone else and that just be it. not the additional struggle of being black. Um, Again, thinking about the pandemic, like everybody was in a pandemic. Okay, we get it. But black folks were dealing with an additional layer of stress and worry and concern and all of that because of, you know, the repeated murders of black folks in the midst of the pandemic and how much we were being impacted also by the pandemic itself. So there like there's so many layers of that. I would love to see a day when we can just like just enjoy life. Just be present and not have to like deal with the bullshit. I mean, do you know how nice it would be to just walk around and just be willfully ignorant? (laughs) Yeah, we don't get that choice in life. (laughs) We don't get that choice. We we really don't. And I I tell you, there's so many scenarios that I won't even go into, but just scenarios where I had to kind of, uh, I don't want to say compartmentalize, but I definitely had to sit there and kind of be like, okay, did that just happen because uh, that just happened? Or did that just happen because of I'm black? Right. And that shit really ticks me off because I'm like, I I, I don't even want to, I don't care like enough to like involve myself in other people's shit, which which is like, yes, I care on the, on, on the side of humanity. Like, Like, I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. Like, just, you know, everybody, like, you be cool, I be cool. There's room for everybody, like, clearly. I mean, there's people making tons of money, which I think is, you know, they always say, like, money is the root of all evil or whatever. And I think a lot of the reasoning of saying that is just some of the things that people will do. Right. uh, Not even just for, not just money, but just for privilege. Power. Yeah. Power, you know. Uh, it's like the first thing they want to do is shit on. I mean, definitely black people, but immigrants in general. But like, I feel right. like black people, it's like we kind of get the first like punch. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. It's tiring. It's exhausting to have to sit and think like, is this person just having a bad day or do they not like black people? <laughs> like, did I say something rude or do they not like black? People? <laughs> right? right. It's always like you have to negotiate that. And there's always going to be it's it's typically always going to be a question. A lot of the times you won't get a direct answer, even if you ask. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of the times right. you're not going to get 
get a direct answer. And I, yeah. it's exhausting and it's frustrating. Sometimes you rather people just be forthright and just be like, no, I don't like you because you're black. But that's oh, not they like, but that's the thing. Here's the thing. They like us. Okay. That's the thing. Like, I, I know, I know <laughs> they, they say, that, you know, maybe, I don't know. Something's in the water in the South. I, I agree. I, I will f- wholeheartedly say that something else is going on back down there. But I'm talking about in general. <laughs> I think like people do like Black people. I think because they want, they wish that they had the soul. They wish that they had the, the, uh, I, I mean, just, magic. they just wish they had, they could bottle it up and just be that cool. And they just don't have it. <laughs> so you either go two ways with that. You either a, you celebrate it or B you hate on it. And I feel right. like the hate has, you know what I mean? The hate just, it's so it, just real. it just took it to another level. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like to a a three fifths level, you know, (laughs) it took it to a level of just pure, pure nonsense. Exactly. Nonsense. So I, I I don't know. What do they say? Uh, What's the the quote when they say about uh, being uh, not sampled, but like being, being, uh, you know what I mean? When someone does something. Imitation is some the strongest form of flattery or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Nah, y'all can keep that shit. <laughs> nah. like, and, yeah. and if you did do it, like, please come correct and don't pretend like you discovered it. Credit that somebody. That shit is fucking, it's just ridiculous. Like, right. what are we talking about here? Credit somebody. And Pay some me. People, I, I literally read something where they were talking about braids and they're like, oh, well, they're bringing up old girl from back in the day uh, running on the beach. Uh, this white woman, I can't even remember. Bo Derek, they trying to tell us that Bo Derek was the original of like braids. Braids, what are you serious? Like, is this certain things? Like, mm. this is why we need black history in class, like in actual education, not not when you get to college and you just have to, right? Like, and not as an elective, no, not as an elective. You, it should be in there, period. Like, I don't know, we need some rewrites. <laughs> it's just like the Bible, right? They rewrite that shit a bunch of times. And then we're supposed <laughs> to believe that it's all right, right? But but you talk about our history books. We can't we can't rewrite can't re- rewrite those. Hell no. Nah. We can't revamp some shit. Hell no. Nah. White people would be shitting in their pants. Well, here's a diaper. <laughs> we need to get to the truth. Get okay. to the truth. That's all I'm saying. But I love, I mean, at the end of the day, I love being, I obviously love being black. I don't know any other way of being. Right. I don't, I wouldn't even know um, what it looks like to be anything else. Even though people have claimed that I don't, which I always had a problem with mm-hmm. <laughs> because like, if y'all were in my house, <laughs> if you only knew what was going on in there. <laughs> there's no way yeah and uh so yeah I, I i think i had a a rude awakening that's why i said i think that's probably for me why i start with struggle because it's like from the beginning even as a child at like two years old i just remember uh, like even other black kids you know i'm coming outside to play and they don't want to play with me be- or they'll, they'll play with me but then they'll call me white or because right. i'm because i'm light-skinned 
And like, I'm not really black. I'm not really African-American. I'm not really all these things. And I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and I, I mean, obviously not saying that at two, but I was just confused. Yeah. Because I'm like, uh, my mama black, my daddy black, my grandparents. <laughs> Everybody I know pretty is black. black. <laughs> I go to an all black school. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't till like seventh or seventh grade is when I actually was like really around other, other folks, other folks. Right. And I didn't mind being around other folks because I was like, wow, like there's other people. Like I've only been around black people. It's interesting to learn about other cultures. That's all it was. I never denied being black, though. Like I was still Marlena. Like, so I don't know. I've had interesting experiences. Girl, you and me both. But I've definitely been following around a motherfucking store or been (laughs) been chased out of places. I've had all kinds of shit. So, you know, yeah, I don't need nobody checking for my card. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And what the hell does that even mean? Right. When people question stuff like that, I'm like, (laughs) do you know the history of blackness in America? Because if you did, you wouldn't be coming at me right now. Right. Okay. That means that, yeah, that means probably some of us, some of us in our, my family are probably raped. Right, that's probably like, why we look the way we do, not because we ain't black. I'm just saying. I'm ignorant as hell. If you keep asking me questions like that, I will say some ignorant shit to you. <laughs> like, uh, whatever. Anyways, while we are talking about or leaning into the idea of our our love for blackness, and our blackness. What is your favorite thing about being black? For me, it's definitely, uh, for me, it's music. And I think for me, it's because I am a big music head. So uh, studying theory, studying different things and knowing the history of mm. of the way we turned so much pain into musicianship, you know, the drums, just the using our voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best way that we knew how mm-hmm. I really, really love that about us. And I just love also just being, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter which household you grew up in, but when you meet somebody black or whatever, or you're at an event and it's all black people, like I've never, like I've had people like, Oh, you don't, you don't feel nervous. And I'm like, I'm not saying no shit could pop off. Right. But for the most part, like you said, we love joy. We love, mm-hmm. you know, fellowshipping in a way within our blackness. And so you could just, I just love being in that kind of environment because I'm like, I just know, like, it's like my brother or my sister or somebody like that, you know, there's tons of people that are also in, you know, be hating and shit that are your own (laughs) color. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying like when you're fellowshipping with fellow black people and, and you just feel that vibe, there is no other high. I feel like that's the the, the ultimate high of just absolutely, absolutely lo- loving on each other, bigging each other up. You know, oh, especially like at, when you see like other black businesses joining together and mm-hmm. just realizing that this isn't a competition, right? I just love that. I I, I love that about being black. That's my favorite thing about being black, uh, hands down. I yeah, it's nourishing. That's a good word for it. It's nourishing. It's very no- nourishing. Yeah. I love that. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, like you were saying, the the whole concept of like being in Black spaces with other Black people, 
Yeah, obviously things can pop off and you depending on the type of black folks you're dealing with, too, because we are not a monolith. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. We have our shit, too. That's um, why I always look for the exits. <laughs> right. <laughs> but for me, I feel like whenever I know it's going to be a black event, I feel safer. I feel like, okay, like I can let my guard down. I can be okay. Like, I don't have to worry about these questions that I might have if there are other folks in this crowd and what that's going to look like and be able to just show up in the space in a different way, especially depending on like the theme of the event. But I don't know, like it just, it feels better. It feels safer. Music is on point. There's like an unspoken language that we have that I just... I don't know. I love it. On top of, I love our language. I love that we (laughs) create words (laughs) that we make up our own damn sayings. Okay. Like everything, all the time, all the time. We make, like we create so much and I love every bit of it. I love that you can say certain things and it mean absolutely nothing to anybody else, but the other black person in the room is going to understand and they're, they're going to laugh with you. They're going to be there with you. They're going to feel sure. you. And that word may not mean anything else to anybody else in that space. I love that. Like even like our body language and how we express ourselves. Like, <laughs> Oh, Oh, so smooth. So cool. <laughs> so even though like- some, so much swag, but when they be walking down the street sometime, okay. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I remember back in like the nineties, People be doing these little like, I don't know, was it a thug walk? I don't know (laughs) what kind of limp they was doing. I'm like, okay, you're taking it a little too far. Okay, we we got swag just by the way we move and, you know, the way we are, but not not with no, uh -uh, not no limp. The little twang (laughs) when we talk, you know, the black girl hand clap. The neck roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's just the way that we say certain words and accentuate certain words to mean certain things. I mean, there's just so much depth to that that I just love. And I love that it is an experience. To some degree, social media, I think, is making it a popular thing to continue to for other people to kind of take over. But, you know, what can you do about that? But I I do love that regardless, if you were in a space with other Black people, there's an unspoken understanding a lot of the time, just in the way that we side-eye people or the way that we, like, express a certain word and the language that we use or our body language or whatever. Like, that is, I don't know. There's just the energy in that is so like you said, nourishing, and it feels good to be seen and heard and understood in that way. Um, it really does. I, I just, I don't know. We're just so powerful. I feel so empowered when I'm around a bunch of Black people, which I think I need sometimes. Like when it's really a struggle, when it feels like our community is really in hard times, like I love just gathering with other Black folks and being nourished in that way and feeling empowered and allowing that to fill me up again I don't know like there's so many things though I of course love the food because y'all know Katrina like to eat <laughs> love me some black food soul food like even the name of our food is amazing <laughs> and I know. that is not obviously not the only black food that there is but it is black American food um yeah but that soul food will kill you and 
And see, I don't know if I agree with that. So I'm talking about, I'm talking about, if we're talking about the amount of stuff we put in some of it, I'm not talking about like, look on the, on the, is there a version of soul food that I feel like could be like healthy? Yes. But I'm talking about like the shit, some of the shit we be eating like on, on holidays. Like if we were eating that regularly, like I eat it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like if we were eating it regularly, nah, man, I feel like it's a lot of cholesterol. It's just a lot. It is. It is. And that's no different than any other American food. I know that I know it's all bad. It's all, it's bad. all bad. I know like, it's all bad. That's why I said there's such a narrative. And that's why I was like, I don't know if I completely agree with that. Like there's such a narrative around soul food being bad. And I'm like, yeah, to some degree it is. But American food, if you really look at American food, which I don't I think people think like American food more broadly of things that they eat in America. But American food is literally like hot dogs and hamburgers. Well, yeah, that's all they knew how to do. Girl. <laughs> right. They didn't know how to do nothing else. <laughs> right. They had they had fucking French fries. They didn't know what to do. They really didn't know what to do. I'm anyway, let's not even it's look. like the worst food ever. <laughs> like Ugh. That is so bad. Well, I think American food, I think of like meatloaf. You know what I mean? Like, I think <laughs> of like, that shit, so like this stuff. shit that you're just like, they were Why? definitely at the war and they really didn't have no money. And they were like, you know what? Yeah, let's just serve this. This is broke folks. Food. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, whenever anyway. people talk about black food, I'd be like, do you know what white food is? Like- no, I know. No, I'm saying, look, unless you I've read there's so many things. There's this nutritionist. I mean, we're sidebarring it, but there's this nutritionist that I follow. And when he talks about the stuff we should be eating and what we shouldn't be eating, I'm just like, damn, man. Each time I read it, I'm just more and more ashamed. <laughs> because there's so much food that I'm like, I'm for Is sure eating that. No, he's white. Right. Okay. So here's but it's the thing. Not, but here's the thing. I'm not even saying that he puts soul food on there. It's just right, right, right. in general that I'm just like, really? Like, what? Okay. So what the fuck can we eat? I'm like, what right. can we eat? Right. So here's the other thing about that. And the thing that I like express to people when they're willing to listen. A lot of the health foods, the foods that we consider healthy in America right now, white people co-opted from other cultures. I'm sure. <laughs> like, I'm sure. They colonized foods and I'm then sure. labeled it healthy. And I'm like, yo, you took this from us or from indigenous folks. Like, and y'all claiming it as your like even the that health food industry to me is just so it's so ridiculous. So much of it is so ridiculous. It's uh that's a whole sidebar, but farm to <sighs> table. Goodness. Farm to table. If Organic. y'all have not <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> Organic farm to table. <laughs> Locally sourced. <laughs> They just say all kinds of shit. They just "Mm, say words that make it sound good. Cool. Whatever, whatever the hell that means. If you have not watched, if y'all have not watched, um, what is it? I think it's called High on the Hog on Netflix. I started it. I didn't finish (sighs) it though. Marlena, that whole series had me ready to like 
take a tour of the Americas <laughs> <laughs> and Africa and eat all the black food. Oh, so you was going to be greedy. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like I, that when you talk about music, like that's how I feel about food. Not just because I love to eat it, but I love the history of it. I love where it, it comes from. It is because she likes to eat it, y'all. That's, that's only a, a that, part of it. That, no, no, that's like, that's it's like, like 75 no, that's like maybe. 80, like 80%, y'all. Like don't Can't let her. here making me look so Don't let her fool you. <laughs> don't let But her because I love it. Like I love the history of it. I love where it comes from. I even love that food is a language for us in a lot of ways and the way that we express love to each other and the way that we express care to each other. I know. And I just made my neighbor a banana pudding. You I don't did. Know I mean. See, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. That was your thank you gift to your neighbors. So I don't know, like if y'all have not watched it, go watch it. I love what I loved about it is that it showed our history of food they went to Africa specifically and looked at some of the foods in Africa and compared to the foods that we have here as like black foods in America. They talked about the history of where some quote unquote, like delicacies came from, you know, macaroni and cheese. They talk about like black, a black man being like the top um, top person when it came to making oysters popular in America, just all kinds of stuff that I feel like we don't get to understand and know about our foods. Um, and we, we was, we was doing some shit. We was doing some real shit. Black folks was running the food game and probably still are if we're being honest, but I mean, I know they be talking shit like you eat fried chicken everybody fucking eats fried chicken i i don't know any i don't know no race that don't eat fried chicken right somehow some way we just got you know i don't know maybe somebody went over somebody's house and it was seasoned good and they were just like (laughs) hating straight hate they love chicken you know this is like they love chicken then it just started going around and it was like a rumor i don't know i don't know i don't know all in all if you couldn't tell we love being black. Oh yeah. <laughs> All the things that come with it. All of it. Um ah, I I guess I I can know, I know what I could um like leave, you know, take it or leave it. Like like I know what I could leave though. Like I'm tired of it only being a few of us in places. You know what I mean? Places <laughs> that to me are not like okay, they cool, but I don't want to say they're mediocre either. But mm. there's so many people that operate at a high high level mm-hmm. that when I deal with other races, I'm always concerned, like, okay, we need other people, other people of color on these boards and in these different rooms. Absolutely. Because sometimes the conversation is just so either it's dull or it makes no fucking sense. Right. And yeah, I think there just should be. Uh, that's something about us that I feel like we're very opinionated people. I feel like black people in general are just opinionated people. Like they'll tell you like that shit's whack or that shit's. Yeah, it's like, you know, you remember that thing on the radio, like pump it or dump it. We're like the ones <laughs> that will tell you like, no, nah, that ain't nah, it. that ain't it. We ain't doing that. <laughs> and and. and we're doing it for a good reason, okay? We're trying to save the situation. Right. Like, and we trying don't want to help be, you out. We're trying to help you out. And we definitely don't want to be a part of some shit that ain't it. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. In the meantime, though, y'all go support some black businesses this week, this month, every day of your life for real. But especially right now, because we're in Black History Month, make a point. Take some time and learn about some some black history heroes that you never heard of before. Right. Because I feel like we kind of all just got taught the same thing. We did. You know, and the only Harriet's, that is part of the truth. Right. Like the Harriet's, the Sojourner Truths, the, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., Madam C.J. Walker. I mean, you know, we got we got like the, the hitters. Right. But there's so many, so many and so many, you know, and we don't even know the full story of the ones that we know. This is true. Yeah. It's a lot of Dr. King is yeah. way more. <laughs> So and that one speech right. they teach you about every fucking year. Well, that's his hit. That's his hit. I was listening to a podcast. They said, well, that's his greatest single. You know, that's the, <laughs> right. That's that's it. You know, but they <laughs> act like that's the only thing the man ever did. Hey, but Goodness. guess what? That that won him. That kind of won him us celebrating his birthday. That one speech got him us celebrating the birthday and. It's a fucking King Street in every motherfucking black neighborhood I ever been in. So Yeah, but that's because if you want to <laughs> get real, white people love to make Dr. King out to look like this cute little, you know, activist. <laughs> and he was a lot deeper than that. He was doing a lot of shit he that was. they don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about that shit, though, because that's why he was murdered. Well, yeah. And when he was <laughs> murdered, nobody liked him. Like he he was getting death threats already. Like nobody was fucking with King. So right. I don't know. So all of a sudden uh, we want to celebrate this man and everybody post. It's because little... he's safe. It's because he's safe, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying but, because but they have saved him in his... as in safe because exactly. no real shit really popped off. I mean, yes, he got some legislation passed, you know, he did some shit. I'm not saying he didn't, but like, you know, there was a lot of shit going on. The Panthers, there was a lot of shit going on. And they were just like, oh, well, look at this one. Like we can we can we can make him what we yeah, what we want him to be. Right. We can make it look like we right. are all about this activism through him, even though we killed the man. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, moral of the story is learn about some other people. Okay, there's a lot of people learn out there. the real history of black activism in America. If you go and look at that and yes. or just learn about black folks and the ingenuity and the amazingness that we are and beyond America, if you feel like doing that, too, because our history did not start with slavery. What? It did? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Nah, man. There's a whole other history that went on. Oh, oh, wow, man. (laughs) You're really, you're really just laying it out there. I'm just saying. You're just laying it out there. You can't be telling people that, man. Listen, who gonna who gonna do something about it? (laughs) Who gonna check me, boo? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, I guess you guys know my humor. I was joking. If I have to say it clearly, but anyway, I'm just saying. Just saying. There is way more shit before (laughs) there's so much more that you don't even know good luck have fun with it have fun and you know what else you could do this black history month leave your lingua franca voice at the door when you talk to your you know 
person, you know, if you talk to somebody that is kind of an authority, might be a white person, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But maybe you drop the whatever for the day and just see what it's like. Because I've been hearing some people and I'm like, now, you know, you don't talk like that. <laughs> you don't turn on your white voice. Yeah, let's not do that. I've we, gotten really we, bad at my white voice since I've become an <laughs> entrepreneur. <laughs> Let's just go with for February. How about we drop it for February? Oh, you know I, I mean? like that. Let's just <laughs> drop it for February. Um, <laughs> we should make that a campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we oh, love y'all. Man. Thank you for uh, listening. Obviously, you know, we're Stay back. black. Stay black. Um, and you know, happy 2022. Make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah, because we in this thing. Yep. All right. This next segment is called Roses. Marlena, who are you giving your roses to today? For the first rose giving of 2022. Oh man. So I'm gonna give my rose to well. Not to get real deep or serious or anything, but <laughs> one of my re- one of my favorite people passed away, man, and mm-hmm. um, he was like a dad to me, um, to a lot of people that um, I've remained close with for many, many years, probably basically my entire life. He's one of my really, really close friends' fathers passed away, and. He was just so funny to me. Hmm. Like he was funny. He was kind. He was the type of person that just made you feel seen. Right. And I really appreciated him for that. Every time, uh, because we always would see each other at least once or twice a year, you know, um, maybe even more, but for sure for a couple times a year, just for, for birthdays and stuff like that. And Every time I would see him, you know, he always wanted to know. So what's going on? You know, he wanted to know about work. He wanted to know about, mm-hmm. you know, how's my, you know, my love life's going. What's going on? Like he really was interested in me and I never felt like it was a front. Mm-hmm. He actually cared and you felt that every time you were with him. Uh, and he just was so, as my friend uh, would say about his dad, he's just so cool. He's just so he's like the the cool dad, like smooth, mm. suave. He was a sharp dresser, always smelled nice. <laughs> you know, um, he loved him a glass of red wine. OK, he always wanted a glass of red wine and just chill, you know, just chill. We'll be there. And he was just a really just I felt like he was a free spirit. Mm. He's just a free spirit. He He didn't take life so seriously you know even though he was a serious man he didn't take it to a point where he couldn't like laugh at himself or right you know be in the moment and he really loved his family he's a family man and you know it's just sad man it's just sad because you know he was only 75 Mm -hmm. and you know he was uh suffering from dementia Mm. No. And, and so, you know, I never, but even through the time that I knew that it was a short time, but even though the time that I knew that he, he didn't die from dementia, but you know, the time that I did see him when he was, you know, I knew he was still like, cool. He yeah. was just, 
so he still was cool. That's what I'm saying. He remained him um, yeah. as much as he could. And I'm really going to miss him. It's, mm. it's really uh, one of those things where, you know, people always ask you, have you lost people close to you? Right. And I really haven't. Not 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 a lot. Like I've had family members pass and stuff like that. But um, like people I've been close to only a small amount. And so, you know, although I didn't talk to him every day, like his presence is really going to be missed. Like I'm really yeah. going to miss being around him. And, you know, I just feel really, really sad. And I just want him to know that I love him and that, you know, I'm so thankful for the the example that he showed to us and, mm. and what a, like, like to me, like he was kind of like, that's, that's the man, you know? Mm. The man. And um, yeah, rest in peace to uh, Earl, Uncle Earl, as I would call him. <laughs> and um, yeah, you were loved. Yeah, absolutely. May he continue to be celebrated. Yes, always. I feel like we will never not talk about him because he was mm. just, he was, he was, you know, he was just that person. So right. his, his legacy will for sure live on. That's beautiful. I'm so sorry to hear about that. When you told me the other day, I was like, damn, I can't even, can't even imagine. But it's beautiful to hear about his story because I didn't know him very well. Um, obviously, grew up with um, his children, but right. didn't know him. So hopefully... The family is moving through all of that with as much ease as possible and has love and support and all of those things. They definitely, I, I think they definitely have support. I just feel like, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's that thing where you're just like, okay, I think a, a, I could see how they would want to get it. Like, you know, like when you go through a service and you got to go through like the whole right. like thing, I feel like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like I have, yeah, we have a lot of support, but like, this is a lot. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot. And then you kind of just, I, f- I imagine, cause I haven't been through that, but I imagine you just want to kind of like get it over with, you know, because I, he, he's the type of man that I feel like he's just like, Oh y'all, come on y'all! Like I'm good, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like don't be over here crying for me, you know. I live, yeah. I live. Yeah. It's hard to get to the the actual grief mm. when you're still caught up in the making arrangements and you know telling people and you know all of that kind of stuff. I think the grief starts when you are able to like settle down a little bit because it's like somebody dies and then you just have to like get everything taken care of and you don't get the opportunity to really like sit with what's happening and grieve properly. So I hear that. I'm sure they're in the muck of it right now. Yeah. I hope that they are able to find some peace. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all you can hope for. Yeah. Because we all going to meet again anyway. Mm -hmm. I think so at least. Yeah. Grieving is the hardest thing that we do as people, I think. But there's there's beauty in that life cycle. It's just challenging. It's true. So, Katrina, we're going to give your first rose to this year. My first rose of 2022. 
goes to black folks, all of them, (laughs) all of y'all, my sisters, my brothers, my cousins, all of y'all, my play cousins. (laughs) I got got plenty of those. (laughs) We all got plenty of play cousins and uncles that ain't really uncles and aunties that ain't really aunties and big mama and everybody. Just want to shout out Black folks. I think having a conversation about Blackness, what we love about Blackness, um, the challenges in being in a Black body in this world, what being Black means to us, like all of those things, it just is a constant reminder of all the things that we move through, that we go through, that we have to think about on a daily basis. And So many of us are dying, being killed, being harmed in other ways, kidnapped, taken away from the things that we know and love, and even just dying, not because, um, you know, well, I guess that's still harm, not because, you know, we're getting older or because somebody is directly uh, physically killing us in, you know, shooting us and things of that nature, but that we are also like dying because doctors are not caring for us and not listening to us or because of the amount of stress on our bodies or because we don't have access to good foods and things of that nature, like all of those things. And I think we don't get our flowers often enough before we go. We don't get our flowers often enough even after we go. (laughs) So just want to give my flower to Black folks in general. Shout out to y'all for all the things that y'all go through on a daily basis. Shout out to y'all for all the things that you move through. May you find ease and peace. May you find love. May you find joy. Even in the midst of all the bullshit because you deserve it. You are worth it. All the things that maybe nobody ever told you or that you don't hear often enough. Black men, Black women, Black children, Black non-binary, Black trans folks, like all of us, you deserve love, you deserve affection, you deserve joy. And I hope that you find it. And I just honor you for showing up and being who you are because I don't think we honor each other for that enough. Ah, Shay. <laughs> that was a whole prayer. It was. It was. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Black folks. Yeah. Shout out, man. Shout out. Hit us up. That's why I, I always say. You want to collab? Hit us up. Because we know? love y'all. We love y'all. We love us. And we just trying to make it to the mountaintop. Yes. Well, that's another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. That's Excess Baggage P-O-D. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. And remember to pack light and keep it tight. Bo show.